Hello and welcome to back to another episode of the Ath Geeks Podcast, the show where athletes and geeks collide. I just want to thank all of you for taking time out of your week to make this part of your weekly routine. I'm Adrian, that spells, and let's go ahead and jump into it. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Ready to start this thing off and, you know, give it to the people. I feel you there. I feel you there. I'm with you right there because, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to go ahead, jump in the episode. I'm ready to talk some, some of the topics that I mean, hot that I want to speak on right now. I already but, know which you one know. you're talking about. Do you want to start with that or you want to, you want to ease it? Uh, for... I don't know. I don't, I don't got time for a 45 know. minute first segment. <laughs> I feel you. Um, I, yeah, let's just let's just go ahead and jump into it for a little bit, and then I don't feel like it's gonna go all that. It's not gonna go all that. Um, it's not gonna be that deep into it. But that first topic of why CP3 don't get his respect. So everybody talking, saying that nobody other than um, Jokic should be considered for the MVP. There's no other threats. There's no other person that's up right now. Besides Jokic, that should be in contention for the MVP, and I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I just don't. So if you was to name a top, could you, could you give me three other contenders? Three other contenders? Yeah. yeah who, like, who am I three? Uh, I mean, I can't. I normally I would say Embiid, but Embiid's missed too much time now. But I would say it is um Jokic, Chris Paul, and. If you want, you can honestly throw Giannis up there again, but they've fallen back. So I'd honestly, a lot of people like to give more credit to Rudy Gobert on that team, but I would say Donovan Mitchell. Steph isn't in that conversation at all? uh, I can't put Steph in the conversation just because he's the ninth seed and they're in the play-in. I normally don't like giving the MVP to a bottom four team. So even when Russ won it, when he averaged his triple doubles and everything, I was like, I, I was a fan of it. I respected it. But in my opinion, just going based off that, I was like, I thought Harden should have got it. Because yeah. both both teams didn't have a lot of talent. If you look at both rosters, neither team had a lot of talent. And Harden had a top four team and was like 1.2 or 1.1 rebounds away from averaging a triple double as well. So I was like, he did all that, plus he got his team winning. So in my opinion, that that would have been who I gave it to. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not. We'll go. Well, what were you about to say? I didn't say anything. I just said. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I will talk. Oh. Uh, so what make you think CP3 should be in this conversation over? Is it over Jokic, or you just think he should be in there in general? I just want him to be in there in general. I think a lot of people are saying like just over because I because I made a, a post and a lot of people were commenting under it and they were like uh, delete this or take you should probably take that back and that doesn't make sense like with the comparisons and stuff and so I've been talking to a couple other people that hit me up and said the same thing. But my whole thing was I my point was how could I say if if Steve Nash was one back-to-back MVPs, how can y'all not even consider Chris Paul for this MVP? Because for the most part of the year, he's been around like the fifth, sixth spot in the MVP, but he hasn't been a top three um, person in the MVP race. Right. So it just doesn't make sense to me how the Suns were out of the playoffs last year. Now they're tied for the number one seed. 
they were the number one seed, but I think they lost their last game, so now they're just tied for number one. Yeah. So they're tied with number one um, with the Jazz, and they're like two or three games ahead of the Nuggets. So I'm like, how do you go from being out of the playoffs and haven't made the playoffs in the past, like, I don't know, since they haven't made the playoffs since Steve Nash left to going to be the number one seed and the number one team in the NBA because nobody in the East is even competing with them. So it's like either a top two team in the NBA. And how do you not just give him credit for that? I'm not saying he has to win the MVP, but the fact that people don't even want to give him recognition and they're saying, well, Chris Paul doesn't have 50, 40, 90, or Chris Paul is not averaging a double-double like CP. I mean, like um, Steve Nash was that year. And I'm like, okay, that's cool if you want to use that argument, but Steve Nash didn't play the lick of defense that year either. So if you want to take away the couple assists off Chris Paul or the slight shooting percentage off of Chris Paul, then he can make up for it with his defense. Because it's not like he's like shooting horribly. He's still shooting. He's shooting. He's just under 50, 40, 90. He's 49% from the field and he's 38% from the three. And he's shooting 93% from the free throw line. So he's still shooting amazing. He's still shooting really good. Chris Paul gets just, credit. He, he gets credit. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't there was a whole article on ESPN like all last week. He was on the front page the whole time. Mm. That's I'm saying, the I'm definition of credit. NBA. You want accol- you yeah, accolades? Saying, no, no, I'm not saying accolades. I don't. Okay, a little thing on ESPN. Yeah, that's cool, but um, for the that's most the part, most they, viewed he, sports site in in the world. The world. I mean, but NBA, but the a lot of people don't really care. If you see some of the takes the NBA analysts make, I mean, the ESPN. I can't. I'm not saying NBA. ESPN because a lot of their rankings or a lot of their like posts and stuff like that people know ESPN for sports obviously but a lot of people usually disagree with a lot of their takes and a lot of things that they post on their website that's why on social media they're usually like trending or anything time they post a list or they post them it's usually trending because people like the majority disagree with what they're saying yeah and that's why the whole thing about Chris Paul because a lot of people say Chris Paul isn't is overrated I don't I can't tell you how many times if you literally t- go on the Twitter type in Chris Paul a lot of the times you're gonna see negative things about him and if you type in overrated you're gonna see a ton of just things people call him overrated all the time because they say they're like he doesn't even average a double double for his career. He doesn't shoot like crazy percentages. They're like he's overrated, undersized point guard that, and he just happens to get a lot of steals, and that's why people think he's so good. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense to me. That people just say, oh, Chris Paul gets a lot of steals, and that's why, and he's liked, and that's why people, what's called, put him over other players when he's not even better than a lot of other guards that have came through before him, after him during his time and there's a lot of just slander on chris paul's name i think yeah a lot of people don't like him he's like one of the least likable demeanors in the nba but i mean that's competitiveness that's that's the dog and i think his teammates like him a lot even though some of them have a hard time adjusting self-admittedly to his his presence his his insistence on doing things the right way or slash his way um i think in the article i referenced man even even monty williams was talking about we need to focus less on who was right and what's the most efficient for the team. I think Chris Paul, I wouldn't say MVP. It's hard to justify an MVP award with 18 stat, 18 points a game. 
even though it's been done in the past in today's NBA, just because there's so many other prolific scorers who, whether they second seed or not, are just still making an impact on the game. I just, I can't justify giving him that. And he's the second, he's the second option on his team. He is, he is responsible for them being in second seed. He's probably 85% of the reason, but that MVP, if we being honest, the MVP award is a little steep. I wish there was something that kind of caught the impact of a player coming to the team, kind of how LeBron goes to a team and instantly final, you know, their final contenders. I wish there was an award that captured the impact of that rather than just the MVP. And I guess it's supposed to be one of the same, but in Chris Paul's case, he probably needs something a little different, a little bit more specific than what he did for the Suns. Um, it can't be most improved. I mean, he's been pretty consistent stats-wise for the last three years. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And MVP is rough, man. I mean, I, w- I would rather have Embiid in that conversation than Chris Paul. And Embiid's missed like 25% of the games that Chris Paul's played. So I, I can understand the frustration. But, I mean, he- he's respected. I-, I haven't heard anybody disrespect him, at least out-, out loud yet. Maybe your followers just suck. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, that's up for debate there too. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, like I would put Embiid up there. My only thing with Embiid is he's missed too many. You know, you have to hit that certain game mark. You yeah. have to play a certain percentage of the games to hit it. That's the only reason I kind of like take him out of it. And I'm not, like I said, I keep saying, I don't say Chris Paul should win it. I just don't understand how he can't be considered a top three candidate when the Steve Nash won it. That's that's my own, that's still my only argument because I don't understand that. And people try to bring up other numbers. But I'm like, Chris Paul is the they he got them as the number one, number two team in the whole entire NBA. So I just don't I don't I don't because when you take Chris because that's what valuable means and you take Chris Paul off that tee, there there's a potential that they don't make it again. I don't like. That's what I'm saying. It's just I don't I don't know. I don't know how you just go about that and go down like that and just be like, whatever. Cause um I think one of yeah, one of Steve Nash's years, they were the number one seed and they won like 60 games. And then the second year, they weren't the number one. They were the number two seed and they were they only won like 40 games. Or like, like yeah, only like 40 something games. Yeah, but I mean that's true for a lot of teams that if you take away one really, really good player, they're not gonna be in contention. For a top three seed, I mean, if you take away Anthony Davis from the Lakers, you know he's has missed a lot of time this year. How far? How far do you see them finish? You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not I'm not just necessarily finished. And my bad. Let me correct myself. It was 54 wins that they had. Mm-hmm. And I I think even you take away Anthony Davis, you put LeBron. You still have LeBron on there. They're still gonna finish fairly okay. No, they did that before fairly. and they missed the playoffs. No, but that's not this is not the exact same team. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to say that if it was the exact same team, you can make the argument. But it's a it's a it's a different team because that was when they also they still had Lonzo and all of them, and now it's they got Dennis Schroeder who's still a pretty good scorer. They have other people around that aren't just necessarily them. So I feel like they can still be relatively. I'm not saying they'll finish like a number one, number two seed, but there's I think they still make the playoffs with a healthy LeBron. Because even that team, even that team that um that they did they did miss the playoffs, they were on track to be like a top five seed. Yeah. 
yeah, he got hurt and everything. And then when he came back, they tried to make that push again, but they couldn't come back from it. So I still feel like he he's still a playoff team. Yeah, that was depressing. Mm-hmm. That was the first time LeBron missed the finals in like forever. <laughs> Since like 2010. The, the playoffs wasn't even a, a, the issue. It was the finals. The finals missed. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. That, that, That's that probably was what got Lonzo on down. That nigga looked at that record book and was like, damn. You niggas couldn't hold it down for like a 10 game stretch. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie would never. Yeah, like, not saying Kyrie would never. I mean, Kyrie would have missed a good portion of those games just with him. Yeah, Kyrie probably, probably took the fucking mental health day. Would have went to yeah, the anniversary just, dinner. Yeah, I was just watching some Kyrie Irving dribbling videos. Oh my God. It's so. I, I love watching Kyrie dribble. He's so talented with the ball. He's so skilled to where he can just—he really can do whatever he wants. He just be playing with people. It's just like they, sometimes it looks like they still playing good defense, but it's just a—it's just a tougher move and a tougher finish around the basket. Yo, that boy good. I don't know. Yeah, the boy is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to. I watched, <laughs> it's funny because I watched his uh, highlights when he was in high school. I think it was like St. Patrick's or whatever, and I didn't see all the height. Cause he was like the number one player going out of high school, and I was like. All right, mm-hmm. it just it wasn't hitting, you know, compared to like John Walls, who makes tape, fucking JT Terrell's, motherfucking Shaquille Johnson. Have you ever seen Shaquille Johnson's who makes who mix tape? I have not seen him. On the break, pulling up that nigga just dunking on everybody. There's one, there's one clip. He gets the ball in the fast break. He sees somebody trying to chase him down. He slows down like he waits on him, and then just puts that shit on his head, bro. That shit's so crazy. But yes, I mean, yeah, I see a lot of crazy like mixtapes. Like you, you gotta throw an Austin Rivers in there too. Cause Austin Rivers had a crazy hoop mixtape too. <laughs> Anytime a nigga have a, this ain't I'm gonna go off in the hoop mixtape and he go off. That's that shit's goaded. Yeah. yeah it's just, I, don't, I don't know. Who else? Shit was crazy. Freaking um, the Deuce Bello had a crazy mixtape just because he was dunking crazy. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of hoop tape, um, mixtape legends that also didn't go anywhere. What was old boy, um, Kawhi Parker, boy mm-hmm. that went to Tennessee, and like he was like six one or whatever, but he had like a forty five inch vertical. He was like kissing the rim and everything, doing crazy dunks. Mm-hmm. And then he went, and then Seventh Woods, who ended up going to North Carolina, everything like they had crazy mixtapes, but then they didn't end up. I see Seventh Woods. I knew who he was since he was like in ninth grade. Yeah, because his ninth grade mixtape was what was crazy. They were like he doing like Seventh Woods. Wasn't he like on the net summer league team or some shit last year? Nah. I think that was him. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that he might. He, I don't remember him. I remember he went to North Carolina, and then he transferred because he wasn't doing nothing in North Carolina. He transferred to a smaller school. I didn't even know he had declared or did anything. I, I like stopped he, tracking him. I feel like the nigga transferred to South Carolina. Might be and wrong. And then just tried to go from. I don't remember where he transferred. I just remember he he would he transferred because he was he was averaging like two points a game in North Carolina. Then he got like put out of the rotation basically. Sometimes you gotta so, do that though, bro. Sometimes you gotta. You gotta go to Mercy. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's true sometimes. But it, you can see with certain people if they still like they're just they're still like crazy talented, but they're just not putting it together. Versus somebody that's like that and like oh, because as he got older, by his like 
uh, junior and senior year, you weren't really hearing about him anymore like you were his ninth grade year. So. And then it was just, oh, yeah, he popped back up again. He's like, oh, yeah, he's going to North Carolina. I can't wait to watch him again. I ain't heard nothing from him in a while. And then you see him, he's like, oh, he's not really. Yeah, it's it's weird because they turn from being that dude when they play in varsity to being, like, just a regular person in the rotation when they go to play college. Like, they still good enough to hoop D1, but it's just they nothing special at that level, which is not a bad thing. I mean, there's plenty of people that never play D1 ball, especially with so many, mm-hmm. like, so little spots available. But. Yeah, man, that shit crazy. And then some of the people that did who, I mean, Craig Jones III, look at where he ended up. I mean, even even when you do hoop at that level and you go to the NBA, it's just the work you got to put in to stay there is just wild. Because, I mean, you can never get off the ground floor in the NBA if you don't if you don't got it. Which makes what Craig Paul is doing or whatever the fuck he's in, 18 probably, astonishing. You know, where he no, he came in here after LeBron. So what, this year seven? So LeBron been at eighteen, right? Uh, no, this is year. I thought this. Yeah, no, this is year seventeen for LeBron because he came in 20, 2003, 2004. So this is. Yeah, I think this is twenty 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 one. So yeah, so this is year seventeen for LeBron, and so it's year sixteen for Chris Paul. Yeah, so, I mean, because LeBron and Chris Paul about this, like they close. In age or I think Chris Paul. Chris Paul might be the same age. I think Chris Paul came out as like a sophomore from Wake Forest. Yeah, he older. No, yeah, he older than LeBron. I'm talking like they're similar. They're like similar. Yeah. So I don't. But yeah, so there him kick. Yeah, he came out that 2005. Uh, but yeah, he 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 was the truth. He he was the truth. Yeah, for Where's the Hornets. OJ Mayo got banned from the league. Still. What did he do? Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, he no, he he started doing. He he kept um yeah. It was I don't know what drugs he was on. He kept abusing the substance abuse whatever, and he got banned for the league for like two years, two or three years. Where he played so overseas. Yeah, he probably went overseas because he just banned from the NBA. Then nigga AI was born in Turkey. Yeah, you see a lot of cats like that. You saw Josh Smith over there in China. You saw a lot of cats like that. They don't want to give it up. Like they're like, dang, like we over, we can't play in the NBA anymore. And then they just they go over like, there, like, though, like they went over there. huh? They could just hoop in the rec league though. Like they don't even gotta do all that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you can go or the Drew League. How you see those Drew Leagues all the yeah. time and stuff? You can just go hoop in that or something. But they they want to. They think they can still play. And they're not ready to give it up yet, so they keep playing. Unless you know, I don't got no I mean, desire to play in any type of intramural fucking free basketball. My shit's golf now. Catch me on the. I'm trying to. You know what's crazy? I'm trying to pick up golf, but I was trying to pick it up because one. Of, a couple of my homies, they played golf in high school and they still go golfing and everything. And so I asked, I was asking them about it and I was like, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, whatever. Well, they're like, yeah, we'll send you some idea, like some club suggestions and everything like that. Like just so I can get some clubs and everything. But I was looking up some of the prices for those, um, country clubs around me. Who those are crazy expensive. Yeah. But I mean, I would just go golf on whatever course Lackland got or, you know, some yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I at first I was thinking about the country clubs. I can't do that because you really don't want to play in those country clubs, like the more difficult courses, until you're actually good at it. Like you probably gonna spend a good year just trying to learn like your swing. You know, if that if you have time, it might take longer. Oh, I have time. Golf I have is time. I'm a... golf is a difficult fucking game. 
Yeah. I'm waiting for one of my homies to get back from deployment. When he get back, then uh, I know he got some golf clubs. I'm going to buy me some. And then I'm going to be like, that's going to be like a weekend thing. Every weekend or every other weekend, we're going to start trying to go golfing. I was like, I can't, I can't hoop no more because my my body gave up on me. My body bad. My little yeah. brother be trying to tell me, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, take me to the court. I was like, I'll take you to the court. I'll drop you off at the court. I'll watch you. I'll work out. I'll, like, work you out. But I'm not I'm not getting on that court to go run no one-on-one, no 3v3, no 5 fight. Like, yeah, just come run with us. Absolutely not. My body can't handle it. <laughs> it, it it's broke. Nee said, hell no. Absolutely not. They, like, they, they, my knees started hurting just thinking about doing that. That's 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 dead in the water. That's super dead. But then we over here. We done, we done went on a whole tangent going off. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. And when we come back, we're gonna jump into that NFL draft. For sure, for sure. So yeah. So let's go ahead and take a short break. And we are back. We're going to jump into the NFL draft now. Going since you know you are you are you are a Falcons fan. So what do you what do you think that how, how do you think your team went with getting the Kyle Pitts? I know a lot of people I saw confusion on both sides. Some people said they wanted to get a quarterback, but you can't sit a quarterback because you don't want to. You don't want to sit Matt Ryan for that long. You don't want to sit your quarterback that long. Some people said that y'all wanted a, they, that y'all needed an offensive line. Some people said y'all needed defense, but y'all just went all in on like offense. They said it doesn't matter if you put um, Kyle Pitts there if you have nobody blocking for him or if your defense thinks. So, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I am one of the people that wanted a quarterback. But I understand not going at quarterback. It just really depends on, as a GM, when do you think you can move on from Matt Ryan and when do you think you should? Uh, Matt Ryan finished, like, top five in the league in passing yards last year, so there was no need to move on. You know, his decision-making was kind of shaky, but historically, Matt Ryan is an elite quarterback. If not elite, top 15, which can get you to the playoffs, right? So, cool. You don't need to go quarterback right now, even though this is probably the best time in the next five years that you'll be able to pick a good one. Um, but honestly, if you was in love with one of those quarterbacks, you would have took him over Kyle Pitts. So obviously the staff, obviously the staff wasn't in love with those quarterbacks. Kyle Pitts is like a generational, allegedly type tight end slash wide receiver slash offensive weapon. So he's the best value on the board at the time at four, and on the trade packages that you guys were seeing. We're going to be enough to move away from four to move down. So picking Kyle Pitts, while I don't love it, made sense. Wasn't mad at the Kyle Pitts pick. Everything that happened after the Kyle Pitts pick was what had me shaking my head. But after my initial anger, they turned out to be good picks. So second round, we go safety. We need safety help. We didn't have any safeties. But it was some kid called Richie Grant from UCF. Never heard of him. But it turns out he was the highest graded safety in the draft. So... And we traded down to do it. So I was I was happy with that. Um, every time I saw a lineman get picked, just because of my past trauma, I got annoyed. Lineman isn't a sexy pick, but it's, it's important to build up in the trenches. It's important to get talent in the trenches because that's normally where you win close games. 
football is a game of inches, so any inch you can get, you need beef to do that. So I'm not mad with that. Overall, I'll probably give us like a B minus grade, but it probably would have been a B plus if we went running back. There was a plethora of running backs on the board, and I think like the fourth rate, the fourth best running back didn't even go until like the third round. And we, I think we had two third round picks, if I'm not mistaken. It was either two third rounds or two fourth round picks. Either way, we didn't take one in the whole fucking draft. And the, the best running back we got on our roster was Carolina's backup last year. So that's just perspective for you. So am I a happy Falcons fan? No, but I'm also used to disappointment. So it's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> Not whatever. Um, yeah, that's funny. I mean, I see y'all. Y'all got y'all see y'all got y'all picked up two safeties. I'm actually safety. Uh, two other corners along with your safety, so y'all should be fine there. In a um, you got you got a couple defense alignments, so people should be happy for that. Kind of they say with your defense, they should be satisfied with that. And no, I don't understand really the, the desire for defense with that fourth pick. Because just from what I was hearing and when I was watching the draft, no defensive player really got taken in those first few picks. Um, I mean, nobody ever gets taken until you take them. And everybody likes to assign value like, oh, there's no need to go defense that high. There's no need to take. This player isn't worth that pick, et cetera, et cetera. But if you don't pick. Unless they like somebody like a Chase Young. Yeah, but I mean, if you don't pick for another 32 picks, there's no, it doesn't matter. Because the player that you did think was worth that pick is gone by then, and if the player the player you take isn't worth that or whatever, then it, it's just stupid. Um, would I have went defense with that pick? I probably would have traded down, and I mean they they could have traded down. There were teams trying to trade up, but like I said, the packages probably weren't looking right. Because I mean, if someone was trying to trade up, they would have took a quarterback. And the going rate for quarterbacks in this draft was like what two first rounders or some shit like that. So that's. Unless we were getting that bad, we weren't trading down. Um, like I don't think there was any DBs I probably would have been happy with taking. Maybe Patrick Sertain or J.C. Horn. Like, J.C. Horn went number eight. So, that's four picks down. So, uh, maybe. But that might have been a reactionary pick to us taking Kyle Pitts. That was like, shit, well, they, you know, they upgraded in the receiving core. We got to update, upgrade our DBs. But Carolina's head coach is kind of like, a DB nut, a defense nut. He his last draft, he went all defense. He didn't pick a single offensive player. So that that shit was crazy. I, what was interesting about the draft was I saw a lot of people going local. Um, it was interesting to see Miami players, like University of Miami players, go to Miami. It was interesting to see people like local, like this teams picking. Even like J.C. Horn, he played at South Carolina, and then he ended up going to the Carolina Panthers. I, I was wondering if that was because, like, scouts weren't really able to go into the stadiums and, like, you know what I'm saying, get their film and shit on these prospects. And so they kind of had a bias to people that were watching and playing on the weekends. And you know, that was just a really interesting piece. Another interesting piece was, like, a lot of highly rated prospects went a lot later or they went undrafted. And I wonder if that's because, like, you know, they didn't have the opportunity to fly out and meet these teams like you would in a normal year. They didn't go through combine interviews. Like, they only had their pro days, and they had the senior bowl. They participated to talk to teams. And so, like, character concerns and medical concerns that normally get worked out in that type of setting, it just got 
pushed to the side and those prospects got pushed to the bottom of the pile. Like Trey Smith, you probably don't know his name, but he's an offensive guard, University of Tennessee. In his junior year, he was probably like a French first-round prospect. Had a down year this year, so he was like a second, third-round grade. But he didn't get picked to the sixth round because he had blood clots that he was dealing with. And like no medical team could check him out and, you know, verify that he was good to go. So it's just it was just a really weird year. And um I I hate it for kids like that, man, because it really costs them money in reality. You know, your your salary due to the CBA is budgeted by what round you go in. So I mean you could be losing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars just because someone couldn't do their homework on you. Not 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 a yeah. talent issue, just someone couldn't do their homework. Yeah, that's um, I feel that. Uh, I won't. Do you feel? I heard some people. I know you said this might be the best quarterback draft in the top for the next five years. I also heard some people say the opposite. Some of the other people that say opposite say this is the most overhyped and most overrated um quarterback draft in a long time, and they don't really see a lot of these players bet panning out. Um, a lot of the quarterbacks, at least, panning out. They say. Uh, a lot of them won't even in three years won't even be starters in the league anymore. I mean that's true. I I really thought it was just the best quarterback draft for the Falcons specifically. But I mean there's a lot of talent in this draft. I mean Trevor Lawrence. I don't know how high his ceiling actually is because he's so polished already. Um, he'll probably his rookie year he probably complete like sixty four percent of his pass passes, so he'll be fine. Uh, Zach Wilson who went number two, he's more of the wild card because he played at a lower level conference. So he played lower level opponents and just put up dotty stats. But when he played ranked opponents in the college football team in the college football season, he didn't perform as well. Or his, you know, he had a couple, couple mistakes. So he just had troubles adjusting to the speed. He still performed, but it just wasn't as dominant. So you wonder how that translates to the NFL, where everybody is fast and everybody is strong, and he's kind of a small guy. Trey Lance, kind of same issue. He never threw an interception at college until last year where he only threw one. So he has like 30-plus touchdowns and one interception in his college career, which is pretty impressive. And he ran for like 14,000 yards in one season. I mean, 1,400 yards in one season. 14,000 would have been fucking crazy, but 1,400 is still impressive <laughs> for a quarterback. Um, but he played at a, a FCS school, so like Division One AA. But he won a championship. So it was like the competition was lower, but his stats were so gaudy. you like, damn. Does it even out? And the interesting thing about him is the school he wins, he goes to is known for developing quarterbacks to translate to the NFL. So you see Carson Wentz, when he came out, he was so highly regarded because he already did everything that an NFL quarterback does. He makes checks at the line. He calls audibles. He, you know, he changes protections. He gets you out of bad plays. I mean, he might flip the run, et cetera, et cetera. They ask all the quarterbacks to do this. So they should already be used as far as terminology in learning the playbook to the NFL scheme-wise, but it's the speed that really catches you. And, I mean, you saw Carson Wentz hold the ball a lot this last year, and I just wondered if that's going to be a problem with Trey Lance just adjusting to the speed of the game. But his athletic ability should allow him to uh, maybe buy him some time. Um, he's at the he's with the 49ers. Kyle Shannon has a good co- coordinator and a good head coach, so he should be able to scheme some things, maybe have him read half the field and perform that way. So, I mean, him and Zach Wilson are probably the biggest wild cards. Justin Fields played at a high level, played in a high-level conference, played in the high-level games, played in the college football playoffs, has elite traits. I have no worries about him. 
he'll do fine with the Bears. Mac Jones will probably flop, even though he's with the Patriots, because it looks like they're going for that Tom Brady body type person who's going to win with smarts. Yesterday, that was the whole reason they were saying he was very similar to Tom Brady. But he's not. Because he's not Tom Brady. There's nobody, there's nobody like Tom Brady. Like, dude, Mac Jones isn't one of those, he's not Michael Jordan, I took it personally type person. Like, he's real cool. He's real laid back. I'm sure he's competitive. But, like, is he manic? You know, is he, is he crazy like Tom Brady is? Is he working out a 90-degree weather on his own time with a helmet and shoulder pads? I doubt it. So I, mean, I highly doubt it because I mean you saw all those character issues already talking about like, how he already he was and, shit. Before. Yeah. and now and then right before the draft and everything there was those videos of him out there partying still drinking everybody was some people were like why is he partying why is he drinking if this was any of the other quarterbacks they be getting destroyed right now yeah and some people were like well he's young he's about to go into the NFL let him live let him party let him do stuff but it's like yes let you party but. There's an image the quarterback's supposed to have. Right. And for you to be the one that they – for the way they speak on you to be like Tom Brady, you're not going to see Tom Brady out there partying, drinking, doing stuff like that. If you're going to do that, you're going to do it in a private environment to where there's not all those cameras and not things like that so that not everybody sees that. And for any for any other college kid that's about to graduate, et cetera, et cetera, that type of behavior is cool, you know, but the – your time from in between college and getting drafted is all one big giant interview. So you showing teams that while you could be, you know, prepping or preparing for interviews or shit like that, you're essentially not worried. You you throwing parties and shit, like you said. And it's unfortunate that you had to look at it through those lens because he is essentially just a kid. Like he's probably barely old enough to drink. But excuse me. And those type of decisions can cost you five, ten spots in the draft, like Maybe the 49ers saw that because there was a lot of rumors that they were heavily considering taking Mac Jones at three. And, I mean, through deliberation, they chose Trey Lance instead of a quarterback that just won the national championship. Albeit he doesn't have elite athletic traits or, like, a strong arm. But, I mean, he showed the ability to process the game and make correct decisions, which is honestly the biggest trait you want in a quarterback because a strong arm and fast legs don't mean shit. If you're going to throw, I mean, just look at Vic. You know, I love Vic, 757 Newport News all day. But the reason he failed as an NFL quarterback, and I do say he failed as an NFL quarterback, is because for the first half of his career, he neglected to learn the playbook. And then even when he did learn the playbook, it took him a while to learn how to read the defense and make the correct decision. And he relied too much on his athleticism. But for a quarterback that's not bust with those traits, like Mac Jones, they had to learn how to make correct decisions quickly to cover up for the athletic deficit. So, I mean, that's really, it's really an advantage when it comes to this pure mastery of a playbook or pure mastery of the field, field general shit, whatever you want to call it. That's the most important part of being a quarterback. None of the other shit matters if you can't make the right decision at the correct time. So while I think Mac Jones is going to flop, I see why the traits were appealing to the court, to the Patriots. I just don't think he's going to be Tom Brady. Like, I don't think he's going to make them. I don't think he's going to get them six rings. He might get into the playoffs, but that's generous. He might flop because of the immaturity issue. Yeah, I mean, I w- I'm interested to see how they play that, too, because I still want to see – because it's going to be my first full year watching NFL football. So I want to see how – I want to see Cam play. I mean, I'm just rooting for Cam. And like I said, all boss and everything. But 
I'm root, I'm rooting for Cam, but I want to see how that how that goes about it. I know Cam's not afraid of competition. He's already made that known. He's not worried about competition. He's not worried about anything like that. He said he finally he got a year. That first year, last year that he was with the Patriots, it was whatever. But now he's had a year to sit there, learn the playbook, and learn the complex schemes and everything. And so he's going to be ready this year. So I wonder if that Patriot offense, if Mac Jones is going to need a year to sit to actually learn it. Because I'm not – obviously, Bill Belichick isn't Kyle Shanahan or anybody with the, you know, with the complex offense and everything to where he's going to learn a lot. But I wonder how long – how long until Mac Jones takes over as a starter? Is he a starter from three games in, three, four games in? Or is it all the way midseason? Or does Cam start the entire year? That's kind of what I want to see. Cam will start until they out of playoff contention. Um, Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator, I think. He's pretty good with quarterbacks. But the offense is going to be suited to fucking fit Cam Newton's needs. They still don't have enough help at receiver. I can't remember if they drafted anybody or not. But Cam's running ability gives them the best chance to win, even though Cam's not really a runner anymore. But, yeah, I don't see Cam letting go of the job this year. I think he's only back on the one-year deal, so I think the idea is just let him go in the offseason and then give it to Mac Jones, who will have a year to learn the playbook and adjust to the speed of the game, which is really just all he needs to do is adjust to the speed, learn to get rid of the ball fast, get that shit out the out the hands of the big guys. So, yeah, which I is something he's praised. I think Cam you know, he's for not making a lot of mistakes and just trying to get people open and throwing the ball away rather than, you know, make mistakes. But they but they also the whole get like with the quickness and everything, he's not his release timing. Mm-hmm. At least that's what they say. It's only like average. It's not like he doesn't like you said earlier, he doesn't have the best arm, how doesn't have the quickest release. So that's gonna be a big adjustment there as well. But I mean, coming from Alabama, you're already playing with a bunch of NFL talents, so Going in there, you're playing with NFL talent, but you weren't playing against NFL talent necessarily all the time. I mean, you so were you're playing against fine. NFL talent at practice, but they can't hit you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest difference. So, yeah, but I, uh, uh, yeah, we did take um, a receiver in the. We took a receiver later, um, Trey Nixon, but I don't. I don't really know much about our receiving core. Other than what's his name, Nikhil Harris, and the who did we get pick up from the? Nikhil I think he Harry. went to Eagles and the Raiders. Um, um, Nelson Aguilar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Aguilar. Yeah, we got a little bit. Aguilar had a decent year last year as a second option, so he might help. Nikhil Harry, it's been coming on real, real slow. This probably his last yeah, chance for a first round talent. Yeah, this probably his last chance in the league general. If you don't put, because if you can't put it together with the Patriots, it's like fuck. Are you gonna put it together? Because they all business. So it, it a lot of times, t- players get second chances with second teams, and a lot of times that second team is the Patriots. Because they be like, oh, we'll take this first round talent that didn't work, and we'll work with and see what we can get out of them. Or we'll take this player that's been a, a character issue problem. You know what I'm saying? The locker room, see what we can get out of them. But if you start that off with the Patriots with their way, that shit does not translate anywhere else. So, I mean, if Nikhil Harry can't pull it together as a wide receiver with that offense, then I just don't know what his future looks like. Yeah. So, um, Bill Belichick gets that beat from me right away. It's my way or the highway. Yeah. 
with this. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be an interesting season. I feel like I, I feel like I picked a good year to start watching NFL as well. So yeah, we're man. gonna be more. We're gonna be more on this podcast talking more football because for the most part, this this podcast has been more heavily basketball. We're gonna start integrating other sports slowly because you know everybody, other people that be coming on the shows know this, know football, know other sports. But you know, I'm still trying to catch up to everybody else because it's all anime and basketball for me. So I'm trying to venture out, do everything else. So I gotta. So it's gonna be football this year. We're gonna slowly try to integrate with the boxing and the UFC. Who knows? We might go down baseball eventually, but we gotta go one sport at a time and just eventually get down there. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna get into the boxing this weekend, man, you gotta watch this Canelo Alvarez fight versus Billy Joe Saunders on May eighth, man. I'm not gonna take too much time to talk about it because, like you said, we're gonna slowly get into boxing. But Canelo Alvarez is pretty much everybody's number one pound for pound fighter, and it, it'll probably only cost you twenty dollars to watch the fight if you get a Days In subscription. You know what I'm saying? And just rock it like that, but. It's probably the best fight he'll be in for a long time. So definitely check that out. Yeah, I mean, if you remind me, Kai, you know, I don't have the best memory. Yeah, I, I might be watching anime and so not even remember. But if you remind me, I'm going to peep it. I'm going to peep it, and we can come on here and discuss about it and see how it goes. Yeah, man, I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Boxing is a little different, man. It takes a while to get to the main event. So the ring, like the main, the main card might start at 10, and the main event might not start to, like, 11 30 12 so i don't know if you got time for that but if, if you want to I mean, check it out man just let me know i'll shoot you a reminder <laughs> yeah you de- definitely shoot me the reminder um because i'm I'm, a, I'm a, i want i do want to check it out but i i might have to take like i'm you know i'm getting old out there i'm getting, uh, I'm getting old so i might have to take like a energy drink about eight o'clock so that i have that energy to make it to 11 midnight because it's not it's not the same anywhere i can just make it to those times no i'll definitely i'll definitely I take like a nap i need that nap in the middle of the day to make it that far i'll definitely feel you man but yeah i mean that i mean yeah this was a this thank y'all for listening thank y'all for tuning in this monday morning um like we always say out here always 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 remember to respect women but most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we are.